Praise the Lord. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn with me this morning to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 7. We're going to go to verse 14. The Bible says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Father, for the next few moments here this morning, I ask you, Lord, to just use me as a mouthpiece this morning. Lord, I pray that you would open our spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word today. Lord, open our spiritual eyes that we might see the path that you lay out before us in this word today. Lord, give us the godly wisdom that we need to walk in that path. And we thank you and we praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Praise God. I want to talk to you today about the four steps to a successful turnaround. The four steps to a successful turnaround. How many of you have ever been in a backslidden state? Amen. When you're in a backslidden state, folks, you need a turnaround. Amen. How many of you ever went down a wrong highway and you needed to get to a place where you could turn around? You ever been on the interstate, go and find yourself going the wrong direction? You missed an exit or perhaps you took a wrong turn, took a left when you should have took a right, took a, you, you, you just made a wrong turn somewhere. And you know sometimes you gotta go a little further before you can find an exit or a place to turn around. Amen. But you're looking for the first place you can find to turn around. Amen. And get back on track. Because the further you go away, the further you got to come back. Amen? Amen. Brother Edward, I want you to get me some scriptures this morning. And, um, and, and I've got the rest of them. There's over 70 scriptures today, so I'm going to be reading a lot of those scriptures. Amen? So uh, just, you know, I've got, uh, I've got all those scriptures here. I'm going to be doing a lot of those myself. But, uh, but for the first part this morning, Brother Edward, I need you to get me Ezekiel 1832. Uh uh, Sister Tara, get me uh, Ezekiel 33, 11 and 12. Sister Brenda, would you get me Malachi 3 and 7, please? Amen. Go ahead, brother. Ezekiel 18, 32. Amen. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. Amen. Praise God. Ezekiel 33, 11 and 12. Go ahead. Now, you hear this? Listen carefully to this now. Read that last part again. The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. What you did yesterday ain't going to save you today. Go ahead. As for the wicked, the wicked, uh, the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall in the day that he turneth unto righteousness. Amen. See? Go ahead. See there? Go ahead. Is that it? Okay. Now, 
That, that was just a little side note. Listen, it's a daily walk, folks. You, the Bible says take up your cross daily. Amen. Take up your cross daily. You can live a hundred years for Jesus. Like, I mean, wide open. And at the last minute, lose your salvation. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. This eternal security garbage is just that. It's garbage. The Lord said, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. I'll tell you something, folks. The Lord said, Be ye not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap, if ye faint not. Amen. This is something you got to finish all the way. It's a daily walk. People would say, that's the Old Testament. Oh, you better look at this Bible. I'm going to tell you, it all applies. Amen. All right, Malachi 3.7. Sister, go ahead. Sister Brenda. He said, return unto me, and I will return unto you. Amen. Yeah. Wherein shall we return? See, they think they hadn't done nothing. It's when they said, how have we, how have we gone against you? He said, you've robbed me. <laughs> that was a whole different subject right there. But anyway, he said, return unto me, and I will return unto you. Amen. This is a walk you got to keep to the end. Now, notice in our base text this morning. If my people, he said, my people. What people? The ones that are called by His name. That's right. Those which are called by His name. He declared what people. He said, if my people, which are called by my name. Okay? This is who He's talking to right here. He's talking to His people. This ain't for anybody else out there. This ain't a word for anybody else out there. No, this ain't for uh, nobody that's ever not ever served God. This ain't for those that have not been called by His name. What is being called by His name? Being baptized in Jesus' name. The Bible says, as many as the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So the question is, how do we get in Christ? If any man be in Christ, who's Christ? Okay, Jesus, that's right. Christ is a title. Jesus is his name. The name's the important thing. Be careful how you just walk around talking about Christ. That's what the world has done. I've told you all that many times. You can look at any of these commentators. You can look at any of these pastors and preachers out there in the popular big fancy churches. It's Christ, 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 Christ. They left the name of Jesus plumb out of it. That's exactly what the devil wants. Because all power in heaven and earth was given to that name. That at the name of, not Christ, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, every knee shall bow, things in heaven, things in earth, things beneath the earth, under the earth. Amen. It's the powers in the name, folks. Now, the, the Bible says, if, uh, if, if any man be in Christ, old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. The Bible says that, okay, how do we get into Christ? The Bible says, for as many as have been baptized, 
baptized into Christ. So you're baptized into Christ. Have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. That means you are wearing the name. You are called by that name. Praise God. You're called by Jesus. Amen. So you're baptized in Jesus' name. He said, if my people... Well, that's Old Testament, Pastor. Yes, the Bible was... Uh, listen, in the beginning was God. It was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Bible says in verse 10 of that same Scripture, John 10, 1 and 10, says uh, He was in the world. The world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Jesus has always been here. Uh, praise God. He's God Himself. Amen. He just came and robed Himself in flesh, gave Himself an earthen vessel to go and sacrifice. Amen. That's what it was for. He just, the only reason he came here was to purify and to make a sacrifice pure, a sacrifice that would be sufficient to cover for all time. Amen. Now, okay, so the first part of this, if my people, which are called by my name. So that establishes who he's talking to. This is not a message for anybody else but the church. This is a message to the church. Amen. This is a message to God's people, those that are called by his name. Amen. There's four steps to a turnaround, a successful turnaround in this, and the Lord gives them to you right here. Step number one, He said, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, amen, shall humble themselves. The very first step in a turnaround is to humble yourself. You have to come to a place where you realize that you are wrong. How many times have you ever got in an argument with your spouse or with somebody I uh, say a spouse because that's more to deal with the heart. Amen. And that's that's what it is. When we are called by His name, we are the bride of Christ, not the bride-to-be. We are the bride. We're the married wife. Amen. The bride is the married wife, not the bride-to-be. We are the bride of Christ. Amen. That's what you do to become the church. You take on the name of Jesus, and that brings you into the marriage, and that brings you into the church. Amen. We are the married wife. So it is an intimate thing. Amen. And how many of you have ever been alt with your spouse? Don't raise your hands. I don't want you to get knocked in the head after church. Amen. But when you, when you do that and, and then, and then you realize you was wrong. And then you realize that you were wrong. And then that conviction sets in. And you know, when you, when you get to that place, if you really truly love the one that you're with, you know, you come and you say, first you start feeling that humility. You start feeling that, man, I was, I was awful hard on her, or she was awful hard on me, or whatever situation was. And you get to that place in your heart where you're pricked in your heart. It takes you to that place of humility, and it brings you, it humbles you. Amen. You need to realize that you've made a mistake, and that you have wronged God when you're in that situation. How many of you have ever been in that place? It don't feel too good, does it, when you realize it? And once you get to that place, you humble yourselves. Amen. We're going to look at some scriptures this morning about humbling. Amen. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Get your pens out, folks, if you want to write some scriptures down, because we've got a lot of scriptures to cover today.
First Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Only one thing that the Lord tells you to be clothed in. It ain't in his, in righteousness and all that. I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm clothed in his righteousness. No, you ain't. No, you're not. The Bible tells you to be clothed with humility. Amen. Now, the robe that you hear, uh, that you wear is, is righteous. It is white unto righteousness. The Bible talks about it in, in Revelations. It says, uh, these are they which have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. That's just your, that's just your robe, but that's not that's not uh, that's not the robe of righteousness, so to speak. That's not a, a what it's talking about. When the Bible tells you to clothe yourself, it talks about being clothed in humility. Amen. Being humble is one of the very first steps. Humble yourself. Amen. First Peter five five. Now First Peter five six says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time." Amen. Humble yourself. Amen. Isaiah 57:15 For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit Amen to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones Amen So we need to find that place of humility Find that place, humble ourselves, and be of a contrite spirit. Amen. Because the Lord is there to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. God can do something with a humble and a contrite spirit. The Bible says that... Uh, the haughty spirit, go, the pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Amen. Galatians six one, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Now here's a scripture here that I want to just say a little bit about here. The Bible talks about if a man be overtaken in a fault here, and and be very clear on something as well. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, that's the church, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness. Now, that goes both ways. You don't just restore somebody unless they've made their turn. Amen. You know, a lot of people would take that scripture and say, no, no, now if somebody just falls out and they're, and they're out of church, you just put them right back in the church, go out there and get them, bring them right back in. Just like with if you know the Bible says if uh, if a man having hundred sheep and one go astray does he not lead the ninety and the nine go and search the one which is lost and when he findeth him put him on his shoulder and bring him back rejoicing Amen and, and uh, you know over the one that's that was lost and now is found well that's all fine well and true fine well and good and that is Bible but you don't restore them in their broken condition. You restore them in a spirit of meekness as well. When they come in that spirit of meekness, this applies to them as well. Amen. Humble themselves. They first need to realize they've made a mistake, that they're wrong, and they need to get it right with the Lord. Amen. If they want to come to this altar, that's where it happens at. Amen. Or find an altar, make an altar wherever you're at. Amen. But uh, you don't just, you know, somebody can't just be welcomed back in the church and you accept them in a spirit of your meekness uh, uh, and they come back in, you know, doing the same things they've always done and all that kind of stuff and they still have the 
haughty spirit and all that kind of stuff. And no, that's not, that's not what it speaks to there. Amen. They need to also be in a spirit of meekness, uh, and, and, and when they have the right spirit, absolutely, you receive them. And you don't receive them pointing a finger and being all uh, uppity and all that about it. You receive them in the spirit of meekness yourself. Considering yourself, the Bible says, amen, considering yourself, lest thou also be tempted. Amen. So uh, you always keep that in mind, looking through the eyes of compassion at those that have fallen. Amen. And, and sometimes I've seen churches that, you know, where somebody fell and, and man, that was it, buddy. You know, well, I never had no confidence in you again, never trust you no more, like you, man, get away from us. But you got to consider yourself, the Bible says, lest you also be tempted. Or in other words, you also fall. So, amen. So always look through the eyes of compassion, amen, just like the prodigal son. He went out. He did all sorts of terrible, terrible things. Squandered all his living, running around with women, just doing all kind of stuff and acting crazy and 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 just living living a life of complete sin, and uh, but you know what? When he came back, he came to himself humbled. You know he was humbled, and uh, man, you know what? Uh, the father didn't sit there, see him coming way far off, and stand on the porch and say, "Well, there you are, you junkyard dog, crawl on up here, loser." That's right. Come on up here, broke destitute, now you ain't got no money, oh yeah, now you love me, oh now you want to come home, you want to run off and try, try your wings, yeah, I see you want to get out there and run around, think it's all out there, that's okay, yeah, now you're broke, now you're hungry, now you're going to come home, oh now you expect me to pick you back up, put you back on your feet, oh I see how it's going to be now, uh-huh, no, the Bible says he saw him coming, you know what, the daddy kept tabs on him. It's another part you didn't see. A lot of people missing the Word of God. He knew exactly where he was. He knew exactly what he'd been doing because he'd been keeping tabs on him. The Bible makes it clear that he knew exactly that what he'd done, where he was, and what he'd been up to. Amen. And when he came back, amen, uh, man, he didn't wait. He saw him coming. When he saw him coming, buddy, he ran to meet him. Praise God. The Bible says that in his compassion, praise God, he looked upon him with compassion. He ran to meet him, threw his arms around him. Praise God. But you know what? He didn't go run out there and drag him out of the bar. He didn't go run out there and, and catch him with a 12-pack of beer and, you know, and say, hey, man, you know, uh, get out of there. You know, he didn't run out there and catch him in a strip club. He didn't run out there and, and catch him... Uh, uh, Catch him hanging with Miss Smith when his name's Jones, see? He didn't do all that. When he came and turned towards him and started coming back, amen, he was headed for home. Amen. He was headed back in the right direction. He stopped, made a turnaround, amen. Then the father ran to meet him and threw his arms around him and said, man, hey, prepare the fatted calf, man. Bring a robe. Bring a ring. Praise God. Put it back on him. Hallelujah. He's mine. Praise God. That which was dead is made alive. Praise God. He was excited. Praise the Lord. He was thrilled, amen, that he made a turnaround. Praise God. He had humbled himself. Amen. And he came, praise God, he came back in the right direction, praise God. Now, Luke 18 and 9 says, And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Verse 10 says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are extortioners and unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. 
I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, oh, be merciful to me, a sinner. Huh. That's what rocks the throne of God right there. You want to get God's attention, amen, lay yourself low because that's where you belong. I don't care how righteous you ever become. Your place before the king is on your face at his feet. Amen. You'll never be more righteous than that this side of heaven. Amen. You're talking about a God that's so holy and pure your mind can't even perceive it. Amen. Hallelujah. This publican wouldn't even lift his head up. He just prayed before the Lord and smote on his chest. He said, Lord, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Lord said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. I want you to know something, church, and I've said it many times before. Understand this. Everything's opposites in God. Everything works opposite with God. How do we get, church? Say it loud. We give. That's right. Do we have Bible for that? The Bible says, give, and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into thy bosom. Amen. So that's how we give. That's how we get. Amen. How do we get forgiveness? We forgive. Amen. The Bible says, when you stand praying, if you have all against any, forgive. That your Father in heaven might forgive you. For if you give, forgive not your brother his trespasses, then neither will the Lord forgive you. Amen. Praise God. It has to do with laws of the harvest, folks. Amen. Hallelujah. Step number two. Step number two. The Bible said, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves... And pray. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that my house shall be called the house of prayer for all men. I'm going to tell you, church, this is paramount. Prayer is absolutely mandatory in the life of a Christian. It's your, it's your communication with God. Hallelujah. Listen, we're in a war down here, and He's the general. Amen. He's the one that gives the orders. We're the ones that follow them. Amen. He's the one that has the battle plan. We must follow it very closely. When you pray, you must be authentic and serious, harboring no iniquity in your heart whatsoever. When you come to the Lord to make a turnaround, and you get to the point where you've humbled yourself, you realize what you've done. It's pricked you in your heart. And you come to the place where you're ready to pray. And you approach the Lord. You need to have your heart right and be serious. 
Because if you're not, God's going to know it. You're wasting your time. Amen. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Now, if you regard iniquity in your heart, what will happen? The Bible says in Psalm 66, 18, David said, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. See that? There's a lot of people don't realize that your prayers can be hindered. That your prayers can go unheard. That's like giving a, a, a little bit of it back. Okay, Lord, I'm going to give a little bit of it back, but I'm going to hold on to this right here because I'm, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this right here, me. But now you can have the rest of it, but I'm going to keep this right here. That's harboring iniquity. You ever heard of harboring a fugitive? What does that mean? It means you're, you're holding on, you're, you're keeping somebody from the law that's seeking him. Amen. Okay. Well, you keep that sin, that little sin you want to keep for yourself, that little sliver, that little piece. That's all you need. That's all the devil needs you to keep. He said, he'll even probably come to you and say, you know what? You can give most of that back. Give all that back. Just keep this right here. This will be enough to satisfy you, but give the rest of it back because you don't want to make the Lord mad. And he'll smile at you. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. It's all about you. I want to help you because I am your friend, you know. I mean, we've been together a long time. And I'm your friend. So I want you, you know, I know you like serving the Lord, so I'm going to help you serve God because I know you're really into Him and all that. And so, here, give Him all that. Just keep this little sliver right here. That's all He needs is a little sliver. You know why that is? Give me a scripture for that. Come on now, put your Bible thinking caps on this morning. Give me a scripture that. Why does He need you to just have a little sliver of it? Come on, come on, come on. Tick. Do, 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 do. What, what? Do, 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 do. Praise God, we have a winner. Amen. You get the car, the bus, and the trip to Alaska. Amen. In the winter. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Very good. He just needs you to hold on to a little sliver of it because... Uh, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. You see what I mean? Very good. Amen. Praise God. A little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. Now, all right. Bible says, Isaiah 115, And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. That's Isaiah 115. Verse 16 says, Wash you. Make you clean. Now, he doesn't say, here, let me wash you. Here, let me make you clean. He said, wash you. Make you clean. Hmm. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now, he said, and let us reason together. Saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, 
ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Amen. You see that? Now that was Isaiah 1, 15 through 20. Amen. You need to mark those in your Bible at some point because that's very important scriptures. Amen. So here's more scripture about your prayers being hindered, your prayers not being answered, because he said, I will hide mine eyes from you. When you make prayers, I will not hear, because your hands are full of blood. Amen. Now, John 9:31. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if a man be a worshiper of God and doeth, doeth his will, him he heareth. Let me tell you, this notion that you can just sin and pray and everything be forgiven and you're a sinner out there. No, he said, come unto me. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But that don't mean you, you, you have not sitting there having a drink and you at the bar, Lord, forgive me, and you're going right back to the bar tomorrow. Amen. You need to have your heart right. And the Bible says, he that doeth his will, he that doeth his will, him he heareth. James 4.2 says, Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Amen. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Amen. Here's some other reasons why your prayers are not answered and your prayers are not heard. One is because sometimes you don't ask. He said, Ye have not because ye ask not. You have not forgiveness because you ask, you don't ask for forgiveness. Amen. And if you ask for forgiveness and you're still in the sin, continuing in it, you still have not asked for forgiveness because you've asked amiss. Amen. There's a lot of people out there that it's just like the Bible said, in that day there will be seven women to one man, and they will say, we will wear our own apparel, we will eat our own bread, only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. Hey, there's a lot of people out here that want to walk around and look like Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Goody Two-Shoes because they call themselves a Christian. They call themselves by the name of the Lord, but, uh, but they're not called by His name. Amen. They live under the auspice of being a Christian, but yet it's business as usual. The, the other six days a week or whatever it is, that they don't go to church six days a week or the time they're out of church, they're living any kind of way they want to live. Ain't no difference. Come right out of church and uh, head to Galveston or head to a beach near them and uh, in the thong. And no problem. No problem. They, uh, you know, head out of here and head to, uh, we're having a big Super Bowl uh, slosh party, man. We're going to have a keg party over at so-and-so's house after church. going to have us a big old... A throwdown, you know, a Super Bowl party or something, you know, and no, that's that's not sufficient. Now, Luke eighteen one says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Psalms one hundred two seventeen, he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Amen. 
The people that when they're humbled in, in destitution will not despise their prayer. Psalm fifty five seventeen Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, he shall hear my voice. Amen. Making those petitions, amen. Matthew 6 and 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that shall be heard for their much speaking. Amen. Verse 9 says, After this manner. He didn't say pray this prayer. He said after this manner, when it was the, it's a template for prayer. It's not a prayer. It is a template for prayer. After this manner, he says, Therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There's a whole bunch of messages on this right here. This is a lot of messages on just the Lord's Prayer, that He, the template for prayer that He gave. Amen. The beginning of it is to exalt God, put Him in His proper place, our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Amen. Exalting Him, putting Him in proper position as the King and God Almighty. And then, he says, thy kingdom come, asking for his will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth, not on earth, in earth. What's it mean, in earth? What are ye? You're the dust of the earth, amen. In earth, as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. Then you're in position, see, to ask him. Once you, once you Exalt him, put him in proper position, put yourself beneath him, amen. Then you've got yourself in proper position to receive from God. Then you ask, give us this our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, amen. You're telling him right there. He told him in, he told him in that template of prayer. You just ask him to say, hey, do unto me as I do unto others. You first, give us, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You don't forgive, guess what? He don't forgive. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, Luke 11, 9 says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. What is it talking about, ask? Prayer. How do you ask? You pray. You pray unto the Lord, and it shall be given. Praise God. Luke eleven ten says, For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Praise God. Amen. It's talking about people of God. First John five fifteen. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Amen. Make your petitions known, folks. Amen. Again, we're talking about if my people which call my name shall humble themselves and pray. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Amen. James 5.15, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. What shall save him? The prayer of faith. Amen. And the Lord shall raise him up. If you have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. James 5.16, Confess 
your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Pray ye one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I'm going to tell you, there's something about the prayer of the righteous. There's something about fervency of prayer. You know what fervency of prayer is? You know what a fervent prayer means heat. It means heat. Fire. Amen. I prayed one time that I can recall, and I prayed a lot of times with fervent prayer. But there was one time I cried out to God, and I mean, buddy, it was a it was a day of prayer. I mean, one of those, I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but I'm telling you, it was just a prayer. It was a day of prayer like I'd never had in my life. And I cried out to God till I couldn't even speak. And man, it wasn't no time after that. God rained on me. I mean, rained on me. His glory. Rained it on me. And I knew right then, this, this word right here applied. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You want to get a hold of God's heartstrings? Line your life up with Him a hundred percent and get on your knees and pray. Seek it. Mm. And you'll see. Elias was a man, James 5.17, subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He prayed again, the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Hmm. Psalm fifty-five, seventeen. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Bible says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Sister Sandra, give me Daniel nine, three and four. Daniel nine, three and four. We need to cry out to God in prayer. Listen, I know that, you know, a lot of people take the scripture we just read earlier, says, well, be not as the heathen and repetitious prayers and things like that. But let me tell you, there's, a, there's, a, there's this thing that's called uh, issues of the heart. What it's talking about in that day, there were a lot of, you know, if things were done out in open a lot as well. Everything was open air, even the temples and all that had open, open air, open doors and windows and everything. And in those parts of the country, in those lands over there, they're still that way. Amen. They pray out in the streets and they, from the towers, yom, wop, wop, hummity, hummity, smacky, smack, whatever they say. I don't know, some kind of crazy, all the garbage over there. But anyway, uh, um, but anyway, uh, you nick that patty whack, give a dog a bone. I don't know what you're talking about, but anyway, anyway, uh, but 
you know, over there, there's, there was a lot of, you know, the Pharisees and the priests and all those, they would walk around and they would, they would pray to be heard. And that's what they were doing it for. They weren't praying to God. They were praying to be heard to, so they could sound educated and, uh, and, and, and indoctrinated. And they wanted people to really, uh, really uh, think, man, by now, there's a, a man there, man, a man of God. You know, listen, if that's what you're doing, then, then that's a problem. That's a big problem because, you're doing it to be seen of man, of men. But he said, "Enter thou into thy closet." Well, if if you're going, and that does not necessarily mean to enter into a closed closet. What it's saying is, this needs to be between you and the Lord. And there's a lot of times we're praying in the church and we're praying out loud. And yes, we need to pray out loud. Yes, we do. Amen. We need to make our petitions known, praise God. And I'm a firm believer in that. Hallelujah. I've been in some prayer rooms, man, that lit a church up. I'm going to tell you. And uh, But, you know, there's an issue of the heart. If you're doing it to be heard of man, then there's a problem. Amen. But, we're man, we're boisterous and we're uh, we're folks that... Believe in, in, in speaking to the Lord. Praise God. I'm not ashamed of my God. Amen. But I'm not praying to be heard of you. I'm praying to be heard of my King. Praise the Lord. And I'm declaring it. Amen. Uh, my prayer unto God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give me that Daniel uh, 9, 3 and 4, please. I made my confession. Go ahead. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Made my commitment. Praise God. We need to cry out to God, church. Sometimes we need to cry out. Amen. David was a firm believer in that. Amen. I'm a firm believer in it. Psalms 3 and 4. I'm going to tell you, when you've ever been in a place of, of, of uh, despair, what I mean by despair is desperate. That's what despair means. That's where we get the word desperate. Amen. Desperate. Amen. When you're in a place of despair, how many of you have ever cried out? How many of you ever been in a situation, hey, you know, my wife could say, uh, honey, or, you know, uh, darling, but when she says, Travis, boom, whatever I, you know, I may, I may just kind of merely mail around, whatever I'm going to do, you know, I may get off, yeah, okay, all right, just a minute, but it's okay, it's okay, side, I mean, you know, we're over here doing this, you know, uh, honey, you know, well, okay, I'll get to her in a minute, but when she says, Travis, Boom, whatever it is, buddy, I mean, my truck may be rolling down the driveway. I'm, man, I'm in there because I know something is major wrong, something serious going on. And so, man, I run in there, and, and, and she's, because that's a cry of desperation. And so I, you know, hey, uh, and, and you get to that place, man, this is serious. When you're out of covenant with God, and that's what happens when you sin, it breaches the covenant. Amen. When you're in covenant, honey, let me tell you something. It's a desperate situation whether you know it or not. Because when you are out of covenant with God, which is what breaching that covenant does, when you sin, it breaches the covenant. When you're out of covenant, guess who's on the way? And he ain't got far to come because he follows, that devil follows you around everywhere you go. Looking. Is there a Bible for that? Where might that be? And it says, For your adversary. Man, it's almost like we're a Bible church or something. You know what? Praise God. Everybody just said it with one mind, one accord. Praise God. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. We got Bible for that. He ain't got far to go. He follows you, man, like a hound dog on a steak bone. He's walking around, man, just waiting for an opportunity. Just looking for a way. Praise God. Looking for a place in. Amen. All right. Now, 
when you breach that covenant, it's a desperate situation. Every moment you're out of covenant with God, you're an open target. It's like walking around in a battle zone without any cover. Psalms 3, 4 says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Praise God. Look at what it said. In the, let's just look at the, some more of that scripture. There's Psalms 3. Psalms chapter 3. Psalms chapter 3. Verse 1 says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Praise God. Psalms 18.6 said, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Psalms 30 and 8. I cried to thee, O God, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. Psalms 88, 13. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayers prevent thee. Psalms 120 and 1. A song of degrees. In my distress I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Psalms 30 and 1. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Psalms 142 and 1. A prayer when he was in the cave, amen, Michal of David. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Psalms 142 and 5. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Jonah 2 and 2. And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how that getting blowed up will make you cry out. Y'all remember when this happened, don't you? Jonah. He said, And I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Amen. Now, step number three. We've gone through two. Step one, well, we said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. Step one. Step two, and pray. Step three, and seek my face. Amen. Now, when it talks about seeking His face, to seek God's face is to seek His favor, His undivided attention. Amen. How many of you have ever talked to somebody and they wouldn't look you in the eye? Or you talk to somebody and they wouldn't look at you? Are you trying to get somebody's attention and you got half their attention? They're listening with one ear to you 
and got their mind on somebody else or some other thing. Doesn't it make you mad? Doesn't it, you know what? You ain't doing no good because they're not hearing what you're saying. They're just kind of giving you half of the time of day. But to seek his face, first of all, that's where his glory is. The Bible says his glory is in his face. Amen. But now to seek his face is to seek his attention and to get, and first of all, to, to seek his face, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to be facing him. And you know, to face him, where's your back? It's toward the devil, that's right. Toward the devil, that's right. Because to walk toward God is to walk away from the devil. To walk toward the devil is to walk away from God because they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Amen. They are contrary the one to the other. You see what I mean? Okay, so he said, and seek my face. Hosea 5.15 says, I will go and return to my place. The Lord said, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. That's Hosea 5.15. In their affliction, they will seek me early. How many of you know that's quite often the case? I'm going to tell you, I can truly, clearly say this. Psalms 119.67, David had a great understanding, didn't he? Psalms 119.67 says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. Brother Edward, give me Hebrews 12, 10 and 11. Sister Erica, Proverbs 3, 12. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. Now listen to 119.71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. Amen. Many times in the Bible it talks specifically about seeking God. Okay, come on. That's Scripture. Listen carefully to that last part. Read that again. Yes. No, no, ain't no chastening for the present. Seem to be joyous. How many of you ever got a whip and said, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, pray God. Oh, just, oh, I feel so good. Oh. Well, I guess there may be people into that kind of thing. But uh, listen, it's a pretty wicked world we live in. But uh, I'm not one of them, buddy. I ain't into all that. And he says, Ain't no chastening seem to be joyous, but grievous. But listen to this. Yeah, see, now I still added that last part on her too. Nevertheless, it, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. doesn't say that, well, chasing, uh, it, that it's going to work. It only works under those that are exercised thereby. In other words, those that have uh, uh, received it, uh, those that, 
that, that, that it changed them. I mean, man, that it moved you. You know, listen, there's some willful children that you can beat them till they're, man, I, you know, there was a time when my daddy could beat me, man, and I, and I had a hard head. I wanted to do something. I was going to do it. And I, you know, it was just a thing in my life. Daddy couldn't turn my head from. I just wasn't going to be turned. I had my mindset. I was going to do it whether he liked it or not. And, uh, and finally, the, you know, the Lord gave him the, uh, the remedy to that. You know, I told you all one time about my dad said, hey, you know, he took me in there and, and he took his shirt off and he laid across the bed and he told me, he said, boy, take his belt. And I, I, I thought he's joking. I thought, man, you, what? You know, and he took it. He sent my mom and my, my sister to the barn down there, you know, and, and, uh, long way to our barn, you know, and, and, uh, I kind of thought, uh oh. <laughs> Uh, this might be it for me because, I mean, <laughs> Dad didn't want nobody to see the murderer, you know. <laughs> He'll be gone when you get back, you know, and uh, we'll have a peaceful life, you know. And uh, I don't know, and I was kind of thinking, what's going on now? Never happened like that before. And then Dad give me the belt, you know. And first I thought, oh, yeah, right, I'm going to give Daddy a spanking, you know. I mean, I was a little kid, you know. And, and uh, Daddy said, you're going you're gonna to whoop me, boy. He said, I'm going to show you what you're doing to me every time you do this. He said, you're going to whoop me, boy, till you bring blood. I said, oh, well, then it set in. Then it really got a hold of me because I love my daddy. I mean, I love my dad. I didn't want to mind in that particular thing, but but I, I loved my father. He was my hero, man, and, and to hurt my daddy, I didn't realize how I was hurting him, see. I didn't realize I was hurting him. But, uh, man, he made me whip him, boy, and I, that was it. That cured it right there. That stopped it right there. Amen. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it was a, God really gave him some wisdom in that. Mm. It was a, it still, mm. still touches me today to think about that. It really made a lasting effect. Mm. Amen. But so those that are exercised thereby, those are the ones that are changed. Amen. You can still be willful and not. Not get that change, not get that, but but uh, to those that are exercised thereby, Amen. Okay, who's got that uh, next scripture? Proverbs three twelve. See that the Bible says, "What he whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth." Another place said, "He whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth." Amen. Be times. That means several times. Listen, when you need a whipping, God's going to give you a whipping. Because He loves you, man, not because He hates you. And the Bible says, what, what kind of love is it that, you know, what kind of father is it that, that chasteneth not his son, you know? Amen. Many times in the Bible it talks specifically about seeking God. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. He's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. Amen. And I set my face unto the Lord God, Daniel 9 and 3, and I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Amen. There's something about setting your face toward God. Setting it. In other words, he said he set his mind, is what he was saying. And I put my face toward God. Amen. Turned his whole heart toward God. 
and he sought him by prayer and supplications and with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Proverbs 8:17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Jeremiah 29:13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Don't go just traipsing around the woods thinking you're going to stumble up on Jesus. No. No, you're not going to stumble up on the Lord. You're going to seek Him and find Him when you search for Him with all your heart. Don't come half-hearted toward Jesus. You ain't going to make your way there. Listen, He said, I would that you were cold or hot. You know the Scripture. You're not going to half-heartedly come to Jesus. This 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 part-time Jesus thing? Oh, no. No. Folks, you watching on this tape, you may as well quit. This part-time Serving God? No. This weekend warrior stuff? No. Mm-mm. You're either all in or get all out because you're wasting your time. Amen. He said, you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. That was Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, 13. Deuteronomy 4, 29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God... Thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Amen. First Chronicles 16:11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Amen. Keep yourself in check. Keep yourself standing before God. Listen, if you're going to seek his face, it's you that's going to have to move. He's not going to turn his face toward you. You're going to have to be in his face. Amen. If you want to get somebody's attention, get in their face with it. And that's what the Lord's saying. You need to be where His face is. He's not going to turn His face to where you are. When you get in a sinful way, the Bible says He turned His face from you. Amen. You were the ones that made the turn. His face is turned from you. Amen. And so to get... to get and seek His face, you're going to have to be standing in front of Him. Praise God. And before Him, praise God, is His glory. Amen. Before Him is His favor. Now, Psalms 34.10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Hosea 10.12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Amen. Listen, sometimes you're going to have to seek Him. And if you get to a place where you're not seeking God, where you're just taking Him for granted that He's always there, that you're just taking him for granted, man, that you know he's there and all that, and you quit, you, you quit seeking him, that means you've lost your hunger. You're getting a little too complacent. You know what happens then? That's when God turns himself from you, and he backs away from you, amen, and then you're going to seek him. And he'll make you seek him, amen. He'll keep you seeking him until he feels satisfied with your hunger. Seeking him is also a form of hunger. How many of you ever started rummaging through the cabinets? What was that for? Just because you want to see what's in the cabinet? No, you got hungry. 
How many of you started getting hungry and you just started looking and going through everything? But man, I'm hungry. You start looking for something to eat, don't you? Yeah, you're in your car driving down the road. I do it all the time. Now, my wife, if you're in her truck, you're going to find some candy somewhere. For some, there's going to be some candy in that truck. There may not be no gas in it, but there's going to be some candy in there somewhere. you got something to eat. you got some sweet to get a sugar rush. No matter what, you may throw a few M&Ms in the gas tank. Hopefully, it'll make you to the next gas station. But mm-hmm, Yeah, there's going to be some sustenance in there some kind of way. But... Uh, Amen. But you, you, man, I'm driving down the road. I'm looking, trying to, man, I'm thinking, man, I wonder if you can, wonder if you can eat a pager. You know, of course, no pagers ain't in existence any longer. But yeah, but you look and you get a little hungry and you're thinking, man, did I, did I throw that other thing out, man? It, you know, you had some candy that might have even been bad and there's some chips that were stale. You didn't want to do with them, but you're thinking, man, you know what? I wonder if them stale chips are still in here. <laughs> yeah, you did some long road trips. You're thinking, man, you know what? I didn't want them the other day, but you know what? That sounds pretty good right now. Well, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like getting blowed up. You know, you're out there and, and, and you realize, man, you've made some grave mistakes. All of a sudden you find you're in a land of destitution, you're between exits, man. You all of a sudden you're uh, you you get hungry and you start looking for home, amen. And you start realizing, you know what? I I kind of didn't want to do that, but you know now what? That looks pretty good. Now that looks pretty good that God was asking me to do in the original time, Aaron. So I think I maybe I need to return to the Lord, and it brings that hunger back, amen. Listen, uh, there ain't no place like home, folks. You may go out there, listen, there's some vacations and stuff, you take some vacations and all those kind of things, and, and I've seen people leave, leave churches like this and, and go somewhere else thinking they're gonna look for something different, and they get out there and they think, well, it's a little too hard on me over there, you know, and I don't like with all the rules and regulations and stuff, and they go somewhere else and they find somebody to pat them on the back and smooth on them and all that, but you know what? At some point, if you got any kind of heart for truth at all, you're gonna find your way back, because, uh, listen, huh, there ain't no place like home. It ain't, uh, listen, it's like people that, that wander outside of a marriage thinking the grass is greener on the other side. It ain't greener. Your, 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 your mind's lying to you. It ain't greener. And you know, it's, it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing that sometimes you, you know, you allow yourself to get out of covenant with God thinking that some other place is, is going to be better or something like that or, or that, you know, following something a little different. You want to pet yourself. You want to, you want to uh, feed the flesh or feed your own desires. But, man, there ain't no place like home. How many of you ever been on a vacation somewhere, nice somewhere, and it was good? Man, woo, well, I'll tell you what, man, you get there and, you, oh, you have a good time and all that. But, man, every time when you come back home, Oh, you crawl up in your bed. I really mean that with Sister Sandra because she got to climb a ladder to get in her bed. But but you climb up in your bed and you just, just sprint on out there, man. You got your own coffee pot. You got your own refrigerator, your own cabinet. And everything in it don't cost you $50 uh, uh, to, to pull it out of the refrigerator, amen, like it does in the little hotels you stay in when you go on a cruise or go somewhere or you go out to another place on a vacation. You're in your own place. You got your own stuff. You get back in your own routine, nice, comfortable, and you say, "Oh, good to be home." Amen. How many times you ever said that? Amen. Praise God. No place like home. Now, Acts seventeen twenty-seven, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. Second Chronicles 15:2, and he went out to meet Asa, 
and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Ezra 8 and 22. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. Because he had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. Notice what it said. The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. Amen. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. Now, Psalms 119.2, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Amen. How many of you know we need to seek God? Do you really know that? The Bible says that he's a rewarder of them that diligently... Understand that, church. Listen carefully to the voice and the word. The Bible says, Let him that hath an ear hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. The word of God is to the church. You do know that. Amen. The word of God is to the church. And so when the Spirit who wrote this word, he's speaking to the church in this word. And he said he's a rewarder of them that diligently, that means with everything you got, all your attention, all your strength, all your might, that diligently seek him. That means seeking his will, seeking his righteousness. When you are seeking God's will, it applies to your life. Because his will is that word right there. To seek His will is not always just to say, what do you want, God? To seek His will is to seek the path. You see what I mean? Let your mind go a little deeper in that right there. To seek His will is to seek His way. The way that He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the path. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. And to seek His will is to seek His way. To seek your life being in His way, in His will. To seek His will is to seek the path that He's laid before you, and it's in your hands right there. That's the way right there. And to seek His will is to carefully navigate your way through this life that you're in the path He's provided for you. And if you're not, you need to be seeking continually to be in that path. If you've ever walked through the wilderness, and I have many times, I hunt and fish and I was raised in the woods. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I've been in a, uh, in a lot of places and there's deer trails go off in 900 directions, game trails that go off in all directions in the woods. And if you're following a specific game trail, you got to be careful. Not if it takes you from point A to point B. Well, you're going to oh, get on that game trail over there and it'll follow on through, or you're following a beaten path. you got to be careful sometimes if the leaves fall, maybe in the fall of the year, leaves fall down and cover the path. you got to be careful not to get off on the wrong path, because sometimes there's a lot of counterfeit paths. Amen. 
And there's a lot of deceptive paths that are put out there. Roadblocks, as you would. Detours that the enemy puts up. Paints it all. Just flip the road sign around, you know, this way. And uh, you got to be careful. Amen. How many of you know children get lost in Walmart sometimes? Amen. You start heading over there toward the, uh, you know, and, and man, they got their eyes and they're ready to shop with mommy and daddy. Oh, we're here for food. Yes, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for the food. Thank you, Lord, for the food. Mommy and daddy's going to buy me right now. Thank you, Lord, and praise God for this food. God is so good. And then you come to the toy aisle. Praise God, we're here for toys. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to the toy store. God, all the food gone. I mean, I forgot all about any food. Don't care nothing about mom and daddy. There's the toy I saw on television right there, and that's my life. There we are. And they, they see the, they get they see that road sign that says this way. See, amen. Now, step number four. Here's a big step right here. This is a big step right here. We've gone through step number one, humble yourselves. Step number two, pray. Step number three, seek my face. And here's one of the biggest of all. Turn from their wicked ways. It don't do you no good at all to do step number one, step number two, step number three, and leave out step number four. Step number four is, and turn from their wicked ways. Church, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians six seventeen. Sister Brenda, can you quote that for me? 2 Corinthians 6.17. Who can quote it? If uh, uh, 6.17 says, come out. Say it to the Lord. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait. All right, come on. Somebody help her out. Somebody help her out. Come out from among them. Wherefore, come out from among them. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Uh-uh. Come on. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Okay, so what's it? Praise God. That's good. Working together. Amen. All right. Wherefore, come out from among them. There's one of the key. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. Separate yourselves unto God. We are separate from this world. Separate yourselves unto God. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Amen. See that? Okay. Now, the Bible says, And turn from their wicked way. If they humble themselves and pray and seek His face, but they don't turn from their wicked way, forget about it. You're wasting your time. Leave. You ain't got no, it ain't no sense in even talking to God about it, because He ain't going to hear it. Amen. Ezekiel 18.32 Ezekiel 18.32, listen to what it says. He says, For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. What did it say to do? Yeah, it didn't just say turn. It said turn yourselves. It didn't say come to me, I'm going to turn you. Receive me and I'm going to turn you. Receive me and I'm going to accept you. He, he said, hey, turn yourselves and live ye. Ezekiel 33 and 11, say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God 
I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Don't you know the Lord looks at us sometimes and says, What are you doing? Why will you die? Why are you killing yourself? Turn ye, man, turn ye. He said it twice. He said, turn ye, turn ye. The Lord's pleading with His people. Nehemiah 1, 9. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of heaven, Yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Amen. Proverbs 15.9 The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth them that followeth after righteousness. Amen. Joel 2.12 Therefore also now, saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart, not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. When you turn to the Lord, here the Bible declares that even sometimes when the Lord... Listen, when you start when you start setting your heart against God, setting your ways against God, destruction's on the way. Judgment's on the way. You know, when Brother Edward was talking earlier about... Uh, talking about, you know, sometimes he he comes and approaches his child as a as the loving father and the nurturing father and the, I'm going to take you and buy you toys and all those things and, and all, you know, smoochy, smoochy, hug, hug. And then there's times that he comes as the judge. Amen. And he comes with discipline. Why? Because that is passing judgment because what she did requires judgment. And so he brings judgment where it's required. Amen. And you know what? There's a lot of times that she may stop that harsh judgment. If she's sitting there still rebelling, no, I ain't gonna do it, no, no, no. Or if a child saying, I ain't gonna do it, no, I ain't doing it, no, no. Yeah, well you know what? You're gonna get some serious wrath. And, and you know what? You're gonna get a whipping until that, I ain't gonna do that. Okay, 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 daddy. You know, and it may take a while. Sometimes it may take ten swats before you get that, before he gets that attitude adjustment in there. But there is a place, the turning point. Amen, brother. Right, right, turns to, you know, and then before you're long, then you got it to the, then you got them lips turned real down, and then, buddy, you got her, then you got the attitude back right. See what I mean? Attitude adjustment sets in. And they realize that something's going to have to change or this ain't going to stop. Amen. That's right. But you know what? If daddy's heading towards you with a, with a belt in his head and you, stay, and you stop and you say, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. I've lost my mind. I've lost my mind. I'll take after my mother. 
<laughs> and immediately the dad, you know, of course, says, well, that's right. And I'm going to forgive you for that because I married your mother. <laughs> oh, brother, don't, don't agree. Don't give me no amen on that because <laughs> I don't have to preach a funeral later. <laughs> amen. I'm just kidding. I'm outnumbered here tremendously. <laughs> so please, uh, re- re- uh, please accept my apology. <laughs> if I have offended thee. Yes, well, there you go. But anyway, you know, when you're heading for that child and that child is done wrong, there's a whole lot of times that child can turn around and say, I'm sorry, I won't do it no more, Dad. You know what? A lot of times with that belt in his hand, he'll stop me and say, All right, don't do it no more. And he'll turn around and, and they can avoid that whipping. Just a good stern talking to. Sometimes. But depending on what the situation was. Amen. But if, and if it's sincere. Amen. Now with my mama, that didn't work because, yeah, you didn't even see her coming till it was too late. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my mama asked me, she'd be, she'd be smacking me. Man, you ever gonna do that again? Are you ever gonna do that again? Are you ever gonna do that again? And, and I say, no mama, no, I promise not. I'm never gonna do that again. That's what you did last time. And, <laughs> Man, it didn't matter. It's like, what'd you even ask me for then? I, I should have said yes. I'm gonna do it every time I get a chance. <laughs> that might at least give me a couple of seconds of reprieve while she let that sink into her mind. What did he just say? You know, <laughs> while she was going for a bigger belt, something I might have had a chance to escape. <laughs> Woo, she was a little firestorm, I tell you. Praise God for my mother, man. I tell you, I wouldn't be here today without her. I appreciate her and love her very much. Love you, mom. Amen. <laughs> if you can hear me today.